Okay, so the trailer for Pearl was finally released. And if you remember, we talked about this briefly earlier this year when I was doing my review of X. X, of course, is the phenomenal slasher released by Ty West earlier this year about a group of pornography actors who go to shoot a new porn at a uh, house in the middle of nowhere, and they find out there's a lot more to worry about on the grounds of their shooting location than the MPAA. Uh, amazing film, definitely in my top five of the year right now, and Ty West secretly decided that he was going to go and shoot a prequel to X during the filming of the movie. Basically, he wanted to ensure that there was a way uh, to reuse the sets and the resources he had at the time, and he did the smart thing and did it. So we got our release of the trailer for Pearl, starring Mia Goth, once again, playing the title character, uh, both our protagonist and our antagonist of this upcoming film. Now, without going too deep into spoilers, in X, we it was revealed pretty earlier on that Pearl was gonna be our antagonist of the film itself. And we don't really get much in the way of black and white in that movie because we get it that uh, Pearl's character is trying to really relive her youth and give in to temptations and enjoy all these things out there that she might not have gotten the chance to do or maybe she enjoyed way back Wednesdays. But that unfortunately doesn't really coincide with our lead characters and she ends up murdering a good chunk of those characters in X. With Pearl, we're basically seeing the, like, not what led up to those events specifically, but what led to her being homicidal and crazy and just doing the things that she did in that film in general. So it looks like we're gonna get to see her uh, Pearl meet her husband and that the house they're in at one point looks to have been like a boarding school or a finishing school of some kind as well. So there's gonna be a lot of death, uh, probably a lot of nudity in this as well too. And it was also revealed that this is absolutely getting the theatrical release. So it's coming out mid-September to theaters and I'm excited to see what's gonna come out of it, honestly. Um, it's interesting because X already is a, uh, it's not contemporary. It's very much a period piece because it's set back in the, uh, in the 70s. And it looks like it's set back in the 70s. It looks like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And at first I thought I'd have an issue with that because, you know, I love slashers. But I don't want to feel dated. Like, I want them to feel updated like they're existing today. Scream 5 took care of that perfectly. And I'm good. So I thought I'd have an issue with the even older setting of Pearl because it looks like it's set in the very early 1900s, like 1911, I think is when it's set now. Um, but that doesn't seem to really be such an issue here. And because of that, I have a feeling that this movie is gonna end up uh, surprising a lot of people, even more than what X did. I think that X already um ended up building a big audience once it had already been released by that point i think pearl's gonna actually have the bigger audience prior to its release just because of all the word of mouth about x and all the year of list that it's already ended up on and by the time pearl comes out we're firmly in the second half of the year uh yeah it's gonna end up on there and that actually would be kind of cool to see that the first film and its prequel both released in the same year if those could end up both on a top five top ten list that would be fucking phenomenal so we'll see what happens we don't have that much longer to wait but tonight on t watches a scary movie i am talking attack the block so tune in we got some great alien goodness for you here folks
Welcome, everybody, to another new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T. We're talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up on the YouTube page every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That is the best place to get the video version of the show. And then, if you want the audio version, that goes up 30 minutes prior at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Wednesday nights on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Now, we do have the Linktree link out there as well, too. So if you go there, that's going to be an easier way for you to access the latest videos and podcasts that I am putting up. Uh, as y'all know, I also do put up separate reviews. So the good thing is, is that you don't just want to check out the new episodes on Wednesday nights, but... Make sure you're hitting the YouTube page up and you're subscribed to it so you can see other reviews that are going up as well, too. You know, I just recently did Nope. I did The Black Phone. I did the Victor Crowley series. I did Horror Noir, uh, a few of the Alien movies. So we got more and more coming up for you, folks. And especially the fact that July is almost over. We have a hearth of horror films coming out in August, including Prey, including Bodies, 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 including They, Them, including Beast. Like there is so much that's coming out in August. I'm so excited. And that's still before we actually even officially enter like the spooky season. I think spooky season is gonna have to start on my birthday this year on August 12th. That might have to be the way that it goes down. But I digress. Y'all, please make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. And of course, hit me in the comments as well, too, because I enjoy talking horror with all of you. It's so, so much fun. Um, I actually dropped the uh, my first episode review of Resident Evil uh, last week. And it's just kind of funny seeing the discourse online still about that show. Like, folks, y'all are all over the place with that Resident Evil show. And I am having a blast, which reminds me, make sure to check back here tomorrow, Thursday, July 28th, where episode two review of Resident Evil will be up for y'all. And it is a spoiler-filled review, by the way. Um, going through, I'm reviewing the entire season because, you know, I am the hugest Resident Evil fan. So I got to make sure we're on the same page because I do like the show and I would like a second season so anything I could do to make sure that we get another one we're gonna make sure that goes down there so like I said tonight I am gonna be talking attack the block on the show I just got done reviewing note the other day and I thought attack the block was pretty fitting for tonight's show uh, but what else do I have to talk to y'all about here beyond that I mean we talked a little bit about the trailer for Pearl earlier on here and I'm trying to think of what else we could really mention and I decided that I wanted to show y'all something new that I received in the mail today, actually. Um, a good friend of mine, Mr. Andrew Wassam, uh, who I met at the Mile High Horror Film Festival, uh, actually connected me to a seller on Instagram who was selling some very cool, uh, limited's not the right word, but let's say collector's items for a lot of movies. And one of the things that he pointed out to me because he knows me so well is that I am obviously a big, 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 big fan of Tales from the Crypt, 
Demon Knight, as you are all aware. I own a couple of keys, I have a poster, I have various different copies of the film. And so your boy here on T Watches a Scary Movie recently picked up a official press kit from the film. That's right, from the reposter. Thank you very much, sir, for the press kit here. We have an amazing collection of photos from the film Demon Knight. Uh, and y'all should know, I mean, if you know me, you know how exciting this is because anything Demon Knight is just the most amazing thing out there for me. So I thought that maybe you would like to see some of this here before we get a chance to listen to my thoughts on Attack the Block. So let's do a little bit of sharing. For those of y'all that have never seen Demon Knight before, Demon Knight was a spin-off film from the Tales from the Crypt franchise that focused on a drifter who ended up in New Mexico with a demon hot on his trail looking to capture a mythical key that held the blood of Jesus Christ that is the only thing stopping demons from taking over the earth. Now, an amazing film starring Billy Zane, Jada Pinkett Smith, amongst others. Uh, one of one that I've just absolutely loved and loved and loved ever since I first saw it. And so try to get anything I possibly can. So here is everybody's favorite horror host, The Crypt Keeper. It's a great photo. Love that. Ooh, and here we go with Uncle Willie, Sheriff Bob, and Geraldine uh, looking around a corner here along with Cordelia and Breaker here downstairs. Very cool as well. Love it. And yeah, I am going through each of these, so, you know. This is actually a really good photo here. Uncle Willie choking Outbreaker after he's been possessed by the Collector and his demons. Pretty good. Dick Miller playing Uncle Willie, of course, and William Sadler playing Breaker. Fantastic actors um, who have been in a number of genre pieces. We have Geraldine, played by Jada Pinkett Smith, cleaning up some dishes while Breaker begins to put the blood seals around the doors in the hotel. Aha! We have the premiere of Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, and the Crypt Keeper showing up for his premiere. Love it. These are, like, absolutely fantastic. Then we have, ah, uh, yes, 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 our famed director, Ernest Dickerson, along with another shot here talking to Billy Zane and William Sadler on the shooting here of Demon Knight. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So uh, some amazing photos here in that set. And then it looks like we also have a cast and credits book as well too. Actually, damn, that's really, really cool. It's kind of like, uh, kind of a bit like a handbill, like from your, uh, from a play you might see on Broadway. So inside here, uh, you know, your special thanks. And then you got your, uh, your actual characters listing which is like really, really cool. Um, love it to death. Uh, thank you very much, The Reposter, for hooking me up with this very, very awesome, uh, very, very awesome press kit here for Demon Knight. I'm excited to go through and read up from all the information in here on this, folks, and follow The Reposter on Instagram uh, if you find their social media. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and get jumped into our movie reviews. Folks, Stay tuned.
Alright, so after looking at Jordan Peele's note, I decided that I wanted to go back and I wanted to check out another really good alien thriller um, that I've watched numerous times over the years at this point now. And uh, it kind of seemed fitting. Uh, I know it's not necessarily the same kind of story as Nope was, but this film really stood out to me as one that um, it traverses the, both the horror and the sci-fi genre like Jordan Peele's Nope did and like a good chunk of Alien movies out there do. And I decided that this was the time to go and bring it on. So we're going to be talking Attack the Block. Y'all might remember this one. This is the film that basically brought all of us John Boyega, uh, who we all know and love from the Star Wars films at this point, and who is still carving this great career for himself here in uh, here in Hollywood. And Attack the Block came out back in 2011. It was written and directed by a guy named Joe Cornish, who, if you recognize the name, um, he was the writer of Ant-Man. And he was the uh, writer of The Adventures of Ten Ten, And then actually this really, really good um, new age medieval epic called The Kid Who Would Be King as well, too. So he did a really, really good job with these films. He's made cameos in a few uh, of Edgar Wright's films like Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead as well, too. And funny enough, he was actually in... Uh, the Last Jedi as one of the Resistance Troopers uh, with John Boyega. So it's kind of cool to see everything turn around that way. If you haven't seen it before, Attack the Block tells the story of a number of kids in South London who come across an alien invasion happening on Guy Fawkes Night. And it deals with them trying to basically like survive the night. And it's been referred to uh, uh, like with a million different titles. It's the Goonies with aliens. It's it with aliens and so on. Um, and I don't really want to use any of those to describe that film because that would stop it from being the uniqueness that it is. Uh, we're given a very, very different kind of tale with this because a lot of times uh, might not be happy-go-lucky in stories like this. Like if you were to compare it to it, it's not like the Losers Club was exactly a happy existence for any of those kids who are out there. Um, but it was very interesting uh, to see the setup of this is that this group that consists of uh, John Boyega's character, Moses, along with a number of his other friends, they come across uh, Samantha, uh, Samantha Adams, a local nurse in South London who is played by Jodie Whittaker, who, if you know that name, that's future Dr. Jodie Whittaker, who uh, just got done uh, passing over the role or is about to. I forget the way it always works. I used to love Doctor Who, but um, like I haven't watched Doctor Who in years at this point. I don't know if she's already done the regeneration thing. Um, I know it's either a black man or a black woman who's taking over the role next, which, good job. About time to see that happening. But uh, yeah, future doctor uh, Jodie Whittaker plays Sam Adams, a nurse who runs afoul of Moses and his gang and is subsequently mugged. Uh, after being mugged, though, Moses and his gang find a car nearby that has been destroyed by something that fell from the sky. And that thing that fell from the sky looks to be some kind of alien. And after attacking and killing the alien and looking to find some way to gain fame and fortune off of its corpse, Moses and his friends find out that there are other aliens that are crashing down to Earth looking for their dead companion. Thus tells the story of Attack the Block as Moses and his friends attempt to survive the night when not only do they have aliens looking for them, but 
they have local gang and drug dealer hi-hats out there looking for them as well too this movie uh, 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 has a lot of themes and a lot of uh, a, a lot of things going for it. You know, at its simplest, we have this story about a group of kids trying to survive an alien invasion while a gang leader is trying to murder all of them as well. And that might seem very happy and go lucky and oh man, this is like any other kids' tale. It's like Lost Boys and everything as well too, but not really because for all the fun, for all the energy and laughs and jokes that Moses and his gang uh, gang of friends make over the course of this film, we do start to get an idea of how the, uh, how the world really is for all of them. The things really aren't sunshine and rainbows and unlike a lot of other people, they might not have the same, uh, the same efforts or merits afforded to them that have the same kind of lives as everybody else. And we find out very much so that while the first impression that we might be given of Moses and his friends is that they're just a bunch of thugs and ruffians and hooligans and you know gang members and things like that, we find out very quickly that uh, that's not really necessarily the case, that these guys actually do have, like, not a heart of gold, but they have a code, at least, that, you know, they don't rob from their own, they don't target their own, and, you know, very later on in the movie when they're having a heartfelt conversation with uh, Nurse Samantha, you know, they tell her, like, if they had known that she lived on the block, if they had known they, that she lived in the same building, they wouldn't have targeted her because you look out for each other. And I love that running theme of Attack the Block because that's like one of the biggest themes uh, coming out of this story is that it's about how you look out for your own and you take care of your own. And not just from Moses' side either, but from the alien side. Because the whole crux of the aliens chasing down Moses and his friends is that one of their own was attacked and they're trying to find this, uh, trying to find their uh, colleague. It's, it's the female, but they're trying to find, you know, this uh, the female of their species who was attacked and killed by Moses and his friends just to get back to her. And that they're looking out for her by coming after Moses and his friends and anybody who happens to be around. And granted, yeah, you know, if you want to compare them to like the xenomorphs of the alien films, that could be a decent comparison because it's not like these things are being able to be trained or talked to or reasoned with or anything like that. They are, as far as we know, killing machines that are just targeting what's right in front of them and trying to hurt and harm and destroy them any way they possibly can. And I really love the dichotomy of showing that, that the big story about this is that you take care of one of your own because... Uh, as everything starts to happen and more aliens show up, uh, the boys, Moses and his crew, run afoul of gang leader Hi-Hats, who tries to make Moses one of his drug boys or one of his drug mules because Hi-Hats is running weed and cocaine and all these other things out of their apartment. And when Moses asks to leave the corpse of this dead alien in Hi-Hats' drug room, instead he decides that, well, if you're going to do this, that you got to do something for me. You're now working for me. And that leads to strife between Hi-Hats and Moses' team later on in the film. But it doesn't change the fact that Moses is always looking out for his friends. You know, anytime somebody gets in trouble, uh, Moses and his friends are always trying to figure out a way to save them, to help their for other friends who might be separated. They're in trouble as well, too. The fact that eventually the same nurse that they mug ends up having to stick with them for her own safety and various times not only does she look out for moses and his friends but moses and them look out for her as well too when they end up back in uh you know their nearby friend's apartment they do their best to try to take care of them as well and 
uh, it, it's very much a, a, a theme of not necessarily family. It's not a Fast and the Furious movie, but there's a theme of looking out for one another uh, across the whole of this movie, no matter which way you're looking at it, again, from the aliens or from our human side. And I really enjoyed that. Not only that, but there's also a lot of commentary about class in this as well, too. You know, we see the way that Moses and his friends, who are mostly young black kids in South London, are living and how you know they all feel that they're just neglected and they're not given the same opportunities or help that might let them do something different and maybe not be in this kind of life of crime you know those are themes that absolutely get touched upon in this and it's it's not lost on me that you know as Moses starts losing his friends he's unfortunately have to be has to witness it firsthand because it's it's kind of showing like the consequences of his actions because he's accused at a point in the movie that anybody around him gets hurt gets killed something bad happens to them and we know that's not necessarily true that's you know that that might be a uh, a part of the plot itself but as we see it we know that look he didn't cause all of this to happen it's just an unfortunate side effect of the situation that's at hand and i love that they show that uh, Moses's slow eventual change over the course of this film because he's not presented as a coward he's not presented as somebody who you know ha doesn't have integrity or anything like that very much the same Moses we see at the beginning of the film there's still get a lot of that at the Moses that we see at the end of the movie as well too and I think that's important to note because uh, in a lot of horror films we would see a character make this journey and they just become somebody different by the end of the film they, they can become this hero that they're meant to be. And Moses does do that, but at the same time, I think it, it's kind of different because we're then shown everything earlier in the film in a much different light, that Moses isn't out there trying to be this terrible, terrible person. And a lot of it is just him being a victim of circumstance and that he still has his own morals that he's up upholding as well too. But maybe this experience, if it did change him, is gonna change him to be just a little bit more considerate about people and the things that they're dealing with out in this world because he's not the only one who's dealing with, the, uh, dealing with trouble and dealing with problems out in this world. Um, I also really enjoyed the the design of the aliens as well too. You know, they they describe them as a million things in this, and eventually they they just they they uh, uh settle on like these black gorilla looking motherfuckers, which is uh, in itself is an interesting interesting choice to use, considering again that Moses and the majority of his gang are young black boys, and you know uh, we could think about the that terminology being used, and it's not used derogatorily, not like that in the least bit, but it's just very interesting that that's one of the names that's used to describe these aliens. But I love the design of them because they really do kind of move like you know extremely large dogs or like chimps or apes or anything. The way that they kind of just like you know they hunch over and they gallop as well, catching up with anybody that they're hunting. They have these like razor sharp uh, teeth in their jaws and they illuminate like all their mouths illuminate blue. So like whenever they're like killing something, that red just shines right down on it. And it's such a really, really cool visual. And there's a part of the movie where they, they're describing the alien. They say, you know, it's the blackest black that they've ever seen. And there's just a lot of symbolism. I feel there's there's, there's so much symbolism in this movie uh, in the best of ways about uh, uh, when, they, when they're using a lot of their dialogue in this. But I love the design of the aliens. I love the idea that, you know, we don't need to focus
focus on, you know, these aliens are here to take over the earth. They're doing this, they're doing this. Like, no, it's a very simple story. We don't know necessarily if there was any other kind of uh, motivation here, but we at least know that when Moses and his friends killed the female at the beginning of the film, that was the motivation that we know, at least for now, for all the rest of the aliens that are chasing all of them down because they really are after Moses. We're not saying that there isn't a situation to where, you know, they might land somewhere else in London and attack somebody else. But the issue is, is that the scent of the of that female is all over Moses and his friends and anybody that's been around it. So they're trying to suss out where it is. And that means Moses and everybody around him is an immediate target. So when his friends later on say that everybody around you gets hurt or killed, that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, like, yeah, we we mean in the uh, the medicines of it that, you know, if somebody goes with you, they're going to end up dead. But no, realistically, they will end up dead because they probably have like the pheromones or whatever from the dead female alien over them. So the other aliens are going to hunt them. Uh, in terms of the supporting cast, everybody is fantastic. Moses's gang um, absolutely have their own different personalities and quirks, and they're not all just uh, copy and paste templates of that Moses character. Uh, Fran's drama plays uh, Dennis, uh, the guy on the bike with the helmet, got the uh, got the katana for at least a portion of the film. Who I knew from Legends of Tomorrow, he played um, uh, oh god, Heatwave, not Heatwave, no, Heatwave was uh, was. Uh, God, I'm gonna have to look it up now because that's gonna bug me because I'm not gonna get it. Uh, he was Firestorm, Firestorm in Legends of Tomorrow. That's what it was. I knew that. I, I knew what it was. Um, but we have Dennis, we have Jerome, we have Biggs, uh, we have Pest, and I, I love all the kids because they all have their own personality of what they're bringing in. And again, as we see all of them, we learn about them more and more. We're shown the fact even more that they are just kids and. You know, I specifically wanted to use the word gang and what I was talking about in the earlier part of this review, because that's the way a lot of people are going to say is that they are a gang. And when we get to see uh, how all these kids are interacting with each other and then the other characters in the movie, you're reminded that they really are just kids. And it's even mentioned, you know, because uh, when Moses and his friends rob Samantha earlier on in the film, uh, they have a knife and everyone's kind of like shocked that Moses has the knife there. But then they quickly admit like that he was more afraid, uh, uh, more afraid than she was about it. And I love that that's pointed out because it even pushes the fact even more that these aren't choices that these kids really, really had the option to make. Like they're doing the only uh, the, the only options they had to really stay alive in their area. That's that's the only options that they had to take care of themselves. So. Um, I, I love the fact that, that that that's a big portion of this movie is showing that these kids do have good character to them and they're not just these terrible human beings doing terrible, terrible things. Um, the movie's funny. It's funny as hell. The music is absolutely phenomenal. And in terms of gore and scares, there are some, uh, there are some kills in this. And keep in mind, our lead characters are kids. And Joe Cornish does not... Uh, he does not cut corners with this here. Like, we might be following a group of kids, and yes, we love kids, and no, they shouldn't be sub subject to the horrors of this world, but there's more commentary with that because uh, some of these kids do not make it until the end of the movie. And sure, there are adults who get taken out as well, too, but it's kind of different for a film like this to show that kids can be taken out because I, I make my comparisons to movies like The Lost Boys or to The Goonies or to It or anything like that. But for the most part, the kids aren't in danger in those stories. Um, which is weird because It is all about kids getting killed and everything. But The Losers Club themselves, 
the the like deaths don't start occurring to those kids until they're adults like they have a lot of bad shit they go through as kids but they're still alive at the end of it there even with all their ptsd and trauma and everything uh attack the block doesn't go that route because attack the block is a qu is very quick to remind you that look this is the real world and there are real world consequences to the things that you do and you can't just walk away from everything just because you're a kid bad things are absolutely going to happen and it sucks and it's sad when it does and it's kind of shocking as well but at the same time there's meaning behind each of the deaths that i feel that happens in this movie um so definitely one that i i would highly suggest that you all get a chance to check out um i've never met anybody that's watched attack the block and didn't enjoy it and it's kind of interesting because i remember when this film came out um, in theaters at least and they were doing a lot of pre-screenings and I skipped each one of them because I didn't have the slightest idea uh, number one what the movie was about but number two I was jaded at the time too about the movies that I was going to see you don't want to miss this y'all this is an amazing film and it's free on a lot of platforms right now you can check it out on stars and on direct tv uh, it's cheap to rent right now on all your streaming services y'all but check out attack the block Hey everybody, I appreciate you checking out this video, whether it was a review, whether it was a new episode, whether it was an unboxing, an interview, or whatever else. I want to remind you, you can check out my separate reviews also on my YouTube page, and new full episodes go up every Wednesday night on YouTube at 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time, and on your favorite podcasting platforms at 8pm Mountain Standard Time. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, like and share. My name is T, we've been talking scary movies, stay safe.